Welcome to episode four of the Accompanying the Holy Family Advent series. I am Lisa Martinez, the founder of Little with Great Love. And congrats, we've made it to our final week of Advent in our journey alongside the Holy Family, reflecting on the themes of this holy season together. In our third week of Advent, our prayer was that the joy of the Advent season would ignite in you. And we hope that last week, the joy of the Lord sparked in your heart. As we enter into this fourth week of Advent, we light the last purple candle on our Advent wreaths, representing peace. This is considered the candle of love, or the angel candle, as the angels announced the good news that God sent us a Savior out of love for us. To nurture this theme of peace, Little with Great Love contributor Stefanit Stefanos shares her reflection and scripture. This is found on pages 13 through 16 in our accompanying The Holy Family ebook. You can read more about Safana and our other contributors in the introduction of the book. Let's continue to support each other on this journey and beyond, friends. Keep up with us on our blog, littlewithgreatlove.com, where you can get this Advent ebook and many other free resources, plus lots of stylish swag in the shop. Please subscribe and share this podcast and our popular Saints for Slackers one on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. And if you haven't yet, we'd love to connect with you on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. Prayers that as our Advent season winds down, you will be filled with the gift of peace. Now let us quiet our hearts and enter in with the Holy Family. Our theme for this fourth week of Advent is peace. The word peace can bring to one's imagination different feelings and thoughts. For some, it might mean the absence of mental or emotional discord. For others, especially those who have come from war-ravaged parts of the world, the word peace might primarily mean the absence of physical violence. For some, it might mean there is no chaos, no darkness or strife. Unfortunately, all one has to do is live a little to know that this cannot be the deeper meaning of peace or we would never be able to experience it. Suffering is a relentless part of the human condition. Everyone encounters it in some way. The gift of peace that God promised us in scripture is not dependent on the circumstances of our life. In fact, as we journey with the Holy Family during Advent, we see in their story that the circumstances of their lives and the challenges they underwent were dangerous, extremely scary, and anxiety-provoking. This promise of peace does not mean we will be spared suffering or hardship. What it does mean, however, is that when suffering inevitably comes, our hearts and minds will be strengthened by the supernatural gift of His peace. Amid the storm, we will stand. Please go listen to my song choice for you, Comforter, on our accompanying The Holy Family playlist on Spotify. There's a link to the playlist in the notes. The first time I heard this song, it gave me chills. The confidence the author has that God is her comforter and that he is still good when even breathing hurts is the gift of peace in action. It is not a declaration that she waits to make if and until the hurt is relieved, but a realization that God is with her. It is in the deep, profound trust that he won't abandon her. He won't let her sink. This is the essence of God's promise to give us his peace. And it is something that we cannot manufacture. It is a gift freely given by God himself for us to accept. A reading from the book of Isaiah, chapter 54, verses 1 through 10. Raise a glad cry, you barren one who did not bear. Break forth in jubilant song, you who were not in labor. For more numerous are the children of the deserted wife than the children of her who has a husband, says the Lord. Enlarge the space for your tent. 
Spread out your tent clothes unsparingly. Lengthen your ropes and make firm your stakes. For you shall spread broad to the right and to the left. Your descendants shall dispossess the nations and shall people the desolate cities. Fear not, you shall not be put to shame. You need not blush, for you shall not be disgraced. The shame of your youth you shall forget, the reproach of your widowhood no longer remembered. For he who has become your husband is your maker. His name is the Lord of hosts. Your Redeemer is the Holy One of Israel, called God of all the earth. The Lord calls you back, like a wife forsaken and grieved in spirit, a wife married in youth and then cast off, says your God. For a brief moment I abandon you, but with great tenderness I will call you back. In an outburst of wrath, for a moment, I hid my face from you. But with enduring love, I take pity on you, says the Lord, your Redeemer. This is for me like the days of Noah, when I swore that the waters of Noah should never again deluge the earth. So I have sworn not to be angry with you or to rebuke you. Though the mountains leave their place and the hills be shaken, my love shall never leave you, nor my covenant of peace be shaken, says the Lord, who has mercy on you. In this beautiful excerpt from the book of Isaiah, we read about the covenant of peace God promises to his people Israel. The sacred author offers a powerful analogy to describe how fruitful the people of Israel will become. We read that the barren woman will rejoice, that she shouldn't fear, and her shame will be put to an end. Is God speaking to you here, friend? Are you filled with shame about something outside of your control? Are you paralyzed with fear about what the future may hold? I invite you to bring this to the Lord and allow his peace to enter in. The author continues speaking tenderly about his bride, promising to bring her back and to love her like the days of their youth. Although the sacred author is speaking here about Israel, the church is the new Israel, and therefore the Lord is now speaking to you. Your maker has become your husband, and he promises you that with great tenderness he will take you back and have pity on you. What feelings does this beautiful promise evoke within you? Do you know that the Lord finds you stunning? That he desires a nuptial relationship with you? Lastly, God promises us that though the mountains and hills might be shaken, my love shall never leave you, nor my covenant of peace be shaken. Friends, this is the essence of the gift. The mountains and hills might be shaking around you. Fill in the blank on what that suffering is for you. But the promise is that even still, God's covenant of peace will not be shaken. By virtue of your baptism, you are a member of this covenant of peace, and God's promise applies to you. A few weeks ago, my 18-month-old woke up in the middle of the night calling for me. After unsuccessfully trying to settle him in his crib, I gave up and brought him into bed with us, which of course he loved. Right away, he made himself very comfortable. He lay on me, perpendicular across my body, so that we were chest to chest, heart to heart. At first, this was uncomfortable for me, and so I moved him to sleep lying next to me. But a few minutes later, he moved himself back to that same position, laying across my body, chest to chest, heart to heart. This time, I decided to leave him be, and soon I started to enjoy the special moment together. I realized in that moment how happy and safe he felt. Laying on me, our hearts beating in unison, our breaths becoming one, he was completely at peace. Suddenly, I heard God's still small voice whisper to my heart, This is the peace I desire for you. In the middle of the darkness, when the mountains and hills are shaking around me, when it hurts to breathe, it is precisely at that moment that God invites me to cling to him, 
chest to chest, heart to heart, and experience his peace. What is causing you the most disquiet this Advent season? Name it, friends. Bring it to the light. God wants to heal so much within us, but sometimes we don't give him the opportunity. Let us do the interior work of going beneath the surface emotion, be it anger, anxiety, or hurt, to discover what is the core wound being exposed and bring that to the Lord. The exterior circumstances, those mountains and hills that are shaking, are always changing, but the interior wounds they might bring to the surface are what God wants to heal. The troubles in one's marriage, for example, are real and should be addressed, but the deeper wounds might be a deep fear of abandonment, a desire for perfection in every dimension, a dread of loneliness. These are the deeper wounds God wants to heal, and suffering can be seen as a blessing insofar as it brings our wounds to the surface so that we can bring them to the Lord to allow His grace to enter in. His gift of peace is perhaps the most perceptible consequence of allowing Him to enter our pain. The Eucharist is the best way to receive God's gift. God's gifts are always available to us, but do we seek them out? Communion with the Lord in the Eucharist is one of the best ways to avail ourselves of all his spiritual gifts. Has it been a long time since you have received the Eucharist? This is the season to prepare our hearts for the coming King Jesus, and going to confession is the best way to prepare to receive him in the Eucharist. The idea of confessing our sins to someone else can be scary, but it is one of the most freeing experiences. God wants to fill our hearts with his mercy and offer us his peace. Trust him. God uses the most intimate human experiences possible to try and illustrate the depth of his love for us and to try and convince us that he is worthy of our trust in the most difficult circumstances. Do we believe it? Do we trust that God is here for us despite the suffering we are experiencing? Let us pray. Dear Lord, we praise you and glorify you. You deserve all thanksgiving because you love us so unspeakably well. Help me to know your love in deeper ways. Help me to see the ways you are with me in the darkness. Thank you for the promises you make in your word. Help me to believe them. I am weak and prone to wander from you. Help me to cling to you in the good times and the bad. During this last week of Advent, Lord, fill me with your wonder. Prepare my heart to receive you in newer ways and fill me with your peace. Amen. For your journaling time, please reflect on the following question. For those using the ebook, there is space provided for writing or drawing. Your journal question, what is keeping me from trusting that God is with me during my suffering? For further resources related to this theme, I recommend a small book by Father Jacques Philippe entitled Searching for and Maintaining Peace, a small treatise on peace of heart. There's also a YouTube link that is an overview of Father Jacques Philippe's teaching on peace. There's another YouTube video about making a good confession by Father Michael Schmitz. And lastly, there is a link document that is a great explanation of how adults can prepare for confession. You can find these links to these resources in our ebook and our blog, littlewithgreatlove.com. Thank you for accompanying the Holy Family and us this Advent. Please join us for our final Christmas episode late this week. And may God continue to bless our journey together, friends.